episode two, Dead Men Talking Podcast. How are you today, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about you? I'm well. I'm well. Had a good weekend. I worked most of the weekend, but uh, I didn't work all weekend. How about you? What's going on with you guys? Anything exciting? Uh, yeah, we've had uh, in our family, we've had three or four car wrecks this weekend. That is exciting. That, I mean, nothing major. Nobody hurt. Nobody, yeah. no, no major damage. No blood, ambulances, nah, anything like that. that fun stuff. Okay. Well, Fender benders. That's good. That's good. I think I, uh, uh, I about had one myself the other day. So backing, not paying attention to what I'm doing. So. Well, that's good. We had a good service yesterday, and God's yeah. been good to us. Yeah. Yesterday was just pure focus on the gospel. Always a great subject to yeah. to preach on and hear the word of God. Yeah, Never John two three. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so today we're going to spend a few minutes talking about unity, I believe. Uh, yeah, in a sermon a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was just trying to bring some light uh, from a biblical perspective on some of the things that's going on in the world. And again, I don't want to kind of pull out one political side or the other. Uh, we want to talk about this today and uh, maybe not worry so much about nomenclature or those kinds of things from political parties, but... Uh, in light of what's going on in the world and what's going on in our country politically and every other way, what does uh, the Word of God shine on that? And one of the things that hit me was that, you know, there's a lot of call right now coming from politicians calling for unity. Mm. Um, that, you know, we now's the time to come together. We need to, we need to be of one mind and we need to come together for the same purposes and those kinds of things. And well, what struck me is that from a Christian perspective, uh, that's not really a possibility. Uh, we are not in a position where as Christians that we can be unified with certain movements. And undeniably, there are movements in our country today that are far removed from what um, God's ways are. And so that's kind of the starting point. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. I have actually not even, uh, there's a, there's a, a local show and uh, it's a guy that I've listened to for years and uh, and have enjoyed, but that seems to be where he's he's landed is it's it's that's the problem with our country is that we can't come together. You know, we've got this primarily right now, but other th- other than this, but you know, we all seem focused on the political divide in America today, and that's that's kind of his point is. United we stand, divided we fall, right? Right. But as Christians, we have a higher calling, a higher purpose. Uh, we're citizens of a higher kingdom. And, and again, I'm, don't hear me advocating, oh, there's you know this call for let's go to the streets and let's light up buildings, right. that kind of stuff. But just the idea that can we as Christians be unified with some of the movements that are going on in our world today. Uh, unity is a big, big word. One of the things that it implies is a common purpose. And so if I ask myself, you know, depending upon the political party or depending upon the position that's being stated, is my purpose going to be the same as that one? The second one is there's an agreed-upon code of morality. Uh, I have to have some kind of basis for that, but there's this uh, agreed-upon way that I am going to behave in the world, uh, the standard from which I, I model my life. Uh, there's this agreed-upon code of morality. A third one would be uh, agreed-upon principles of law and order, crime and punishment. Um, how should people be um, 
led to behave? What are the guardrails, if you will, for society, uh, the law, and, and those kinds of things? And then a fourth one would be a mutual responsibility for and devotion to one another. And so when I think about unity and all that it implies, uh, a common purpose, agreed upon code of morality, agreed upon principles of law and order, uh, the idea of how I am to look at my fellow man and live and work with my fellow man, all of those things. And so when you take some of the principles of one of the movements in our country, uh, how can I be unified with when the purpose is so radically different? What is the purpose of the Christian, ultimately? Glorify God, make his name known. Exactly, to glorify God. So for the Christian, my purpose is to glorify God. For that movement uh, and the movement of the world, it, it really evolves into it, to indulge my desires. You know, I, my, my mind is set on, on having things work out the way I want them to, a way that benefits me in a way that I think is good. Uh, so I indulge those desires. I consume things. Uh, my life becomes about what I can consume, the experiences that I can have, and the things that I pursue. And I have the freedom to pursue them no matter what, uh, above all things. And I am the ultimate arbiter of what those things are and what makes them good or evil. Uh, agreed upon code of morality. For the Christian, we get our code of morality from the Bible. The Bible, yeah, the, the Word of God. Well, what happens in the in the world or in especially a movement that's happening now in our country? Natural inclinations. Uh, my idea of where I get my code of morality is what I'm naturally inclined to do. Well, we know that that comes from a lot of things, our peer group, the cultural norms, uh, populist prescriptions. What are, the, what are the entertainers or the influencers of our day? What do they hold up as, as good behavior, as a good way to act and interact with others? And certainly for the Christian, those are two different things. Um, in, in other ways, uh, those moral principles become the least common denominator. Uh, what is the lowest thing that's okay? Well, in other words, what can I get away with right. in society, in my morality, and that still be considered okay? And then when the laws, uh, for Christians, we are in our understanding of the way God calls us to be in, in the context of a civil society and government, uh, we see laws as something that should be enforced. Uh, we think that abiding by the laws equals actual freedom and that law breaking should be uh, a cause for punishment. Uh, conformation to those laws is expected for the Christian. God tells us that as much as is possible within the context of our understanding of God's commands that we are to abide by the law. On the other side, laws are flaunted uh, or exploited so that I get some kind of gain or the other. Uh, law abiding is seen as suspect. I mean, look at stuff in, in our world today and in certain cultures and aspects of our world. They see abiding by the law as, as a reason to come under suspicion. You know, how, how can you act that way? And law breaking, instead of being something that brings punishment, it's almost revered. I mean, right. here's this lawbreaker, and they are seen as something special. And confrontation, not conformation, is yeah, you, you confront the law, and conf confrontation is actually celebrated. So we have these two radically different things. How can we be unified with something that sees our world so differently? Yeah. Um, so we are, are you saying we need to, we need to learn to get along? Or do we find, so I guess unity isn't just some big giant thing. We can, can we be unified and not agree on every little thing? 
from a Christian perspective with the world? You're talking about we can't, or, or we have to find common ground, or are we just rebels to the world? Yeah, well, I think we're I think we are rebels to the world, uh, and that's that's a great question. I mean, that's that's obviously the stick in the mud, maybe even what I've said so far, which I'm going to explain a little bit more. But but the idea is uh, okay. So if not unity. Uh, then what? Uh, do I have to agree with somebody on every single tenet of my existence, every way of looking at every aspect of life? For it to qualify as unity. Yeah, for it to qualify as unity. And that's really not what we're talking about. Unity is a, is a picture of coming along beside, being hand in hand, uh, pulling in the same direction, if you will. So this idea of purpose, what are we trying to accomplish? For the Christian, we want to see a life. Uh, a government, a, a city, a town, a church, glorify Jesus Christ. Well, the government in itself is never going to do that. Any government's not. So the degree to which I can actually be unified with that. Now, for me to function with it, for me to live peaceably with it, even peaceably as I oppose it, I can oppose something in a peaceable way. Uh, that's kind of what we've seen in our world today. I mean, there there's opposition and these mostly peaceful protests. Well, you know, when you're beat, pulling people out of cars and beating them up and burning down buildings and looting stores, there's nothing mostly peaceful about that. Right. Uh, that's not how we proceed, but we can at the same time, uh, short of that, we can refuse to unify with them in, in their agenda and what they're trying to do. And maybe, you know, what I was talking about before was just kind of general ideas, things that have to do with a worldview, if you will, uh, okay. things like purpose and agreed upon morality, a worldview, thousand ways you can define that, right? Uh, but one is to, my worldview is uh, the filter by which I interpret and interact with life. Uh, you know, it's how I look at everything. It's the lens through which I see life. It's my source of truth, my ultimate purpose, my code of ethics, some of the same stuff. But here's, here's some of the things in our society today. We are called to unify, right? This call to unity goes out. Well, when you have a movement uh, that promotes the killing of defenseless humans in the womb, how can a Christian ever be unified with that? Now, can we, can we work with those people? Can we be peaceable in the way that we interact uh, as we seek to draw them toward Christ and to uphold his principles? Yes, but I can't be unequally yoked together. We're not pulling in the same direction. Right. Uh, and even if you took that one thing, another is, you know, you, you see this um, practice of almost inciting lawlessness glorifying these things that are causing lawlessness and lootings and burnings and beating people and, and justifying them uh, for whatever means. And so we're not pulling in that direction. As Christians, we, we want to debate in the arena of ideas. We want to most of all bring the gospel to it, uh, to the situation. Uh, but we, we're not going to incite lawlessness or glorify it or say that it's okay. Um, this side's pursuing the principles of socialism. Goodness gracious. I mean, has there ever been a stronger ideology in world history that tried to separate man from God? It is the most murderous. I mean, it's an inarguable thing. It's the most murderous and oppressive kind of doctrine that's ever been on the face of the earth. So if there's a movement going toward that, Christians cannot unify with it. Right. We cannot become one with that. And there's more, but... Yeah. Um... So how does that look practically? Do we look for common ground with 
folks that maybe don't see it eye to eye with us on really important things to the life of the church and, and to God. And, you know, that you've already mentioned, uh, you know, the right to murder babies and socialism and people that don't recognize the rule of law. Uh, um, how do you do? I mean, do we totally, are you saying we totally separate our lives from people that affirm those types of things or, or do we live peaceably? Is there a difference in, in unity and just living peaceably with, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think we do. I think what it gets down to is the idea of actually as Christians beginning to live the courage of our convictions. Uh, basically, as Christians, we are to be absolutely unyielding in our convictions about who God is, the fact that God exists, the fact that he is our sovereign Lord, he is our everything, he is uh, I hate to put it this way. He he is the solution that we're seeking, uh, not that men seek him. But I mean, for whatever is uh, damaged and broken, if there's a way to to for healing in our country, it's by men and women and boys and girls being saved. And the only way that happens is by the gospel. And we stand strong. Now, what we can demonstrate is strength and love. Uh, I've used this example in sermons before. Someone once said that Abraham Lincoln spoke of having uh, being velvet steel, uh, a picture of a steel rod wrapped in velvet, so that the steel is unbending, you can't move it, uh, but it is but it is soft on the exterior, so that it so that the way that it is perceived by people is is one that is not harmful. And so, but but we have to be bold to stand. We just have to be truthful. You know, we talked about truth last time, right? Um, truth and reality. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna actually pull together toward anything or live uh, side by side, th- they need to know I'm not going to come to kill them or destroy them or in their building or uh, in their business or those kinds of things. Uh, but I am going to stand on who I am, and I'm going to say no. I don't agree with that. I'll never right. agree with that. I can work with you. I can play with you. I can I can live side by side with you. But I am never going to agree to that. I am never going to call myself one with you. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, uh, it 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 appears, uh, or I'll just mention from. Um, personal experience so as a christian you can you can care about people enjoy their company and all but oftentimes when you don't affirm those things they're the ones that don't want to be unified with you they're the ones that don't want to be friends or you know have have any kind of personal relationship i wonder if that's true for most people I think yeah, I think that's very true. Um, what we have to guard from is that it is nothing in us that we are being loving. And I know you. I'm sure you always have been. I'm oh, like, absolutely. You, I'm not throwing that at you. I mean, big lovable fuzzball, right? Um, or little lovable fuzzball now. You've, yeah, awesome. yeah. It was a big lovable fuzzball a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, obviously we have to be careful that it's nothing in our personality, our demeanor, or even our delivery. Yeah. of the truth that we stand on. People need to know that they're loved in spite of the differences. Um, but the reality is, is that when we stand, darkness hates light. 
You know, if you've ever walked into a warehouse or anywhere that uh, has not had the Cook's Pest Control, sorry, I'm not supposed to name anybody, has not had a <laughs> pest control agent there, and you flip on the light, what happens? The cockroaches scurry. Uh, they're going to do that. Light, light is a reflector. And, and as we reflect Christ, there are going to be people that are going to run from that. They're going to be turned off from that. As much as we can, we don't want that to happen, but we have to realize that that is going to. So what's the alternative? The alternative is I turn down the light. No. And so, you know, we've, I remember when dimmer switches got big, I was so fascinated, you know, with that yeah. you could, you could actually, you didn't have to be on or off. You could just, you could dim the light or make it brighter or lower. I mean, that's what we've done too much, right? Uh, so we've dimmed the light so that we would be non-offensive, and what we've ended up with is a really, really dark country. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we want to go here today, but I'm going to, because we've kind of danced around this. Uh, so we've got uh, people that affirm, promote, declare things that are incredibly offensive to our God and to us as believers, uh, but yet we still have a cry for unity, you know, us as different people from different backgrounds, all that. So I guess, and we may want to save this for a different day, but at what point do we, when is it appropriate for Christians to dig their heels in? And I'm not talking about uh, belief and us personally accepting or even speaking out against, but I'm talking about maybe even civil disobedience. At what point do does is that even something we want to take up and talk about today? But you know, at what point is it where you fight? I use that term. I'm not talking about necessarily with our 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 hands, but against some of these things that are offensive to God. Is it do is there ever a time where you become where you stand up and you really resist besides just speaking the truth, declaring the truth that God's revealed about these things in scripture? At what point do you do you, is there a place that a Christian takes it to the next level? Yes, uh, let me and let me the thing that hits me with that and if we, you know, if this is where our, if this is the direction we go then awesome. Um, here's the way I think about that. When, when Jesus was faced with the question about, you know, here's a coin, uh, what, what do I pay taxes? And he says, you know, whose picture's on it? Caesar. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Give to the Lord what is the Lord's. And I, and I think what we have there, and we're also other in other places, uh, instructed to follow the government that God has placed rulers in position, and so there's a there's a sense in which there is a um, a civil obedience, a call for that. On the other hand, I think that we are past way past the point of being um, confrontational, uh, of of digging in our heels uh, morally. You know, I, I don't ever want to disparage another generation, but doggone it, when they were going to take God out of the schools, where were the Christians to dig their heels in and say, no, you're right. not? Right, right. Uh, you know, where where are the communities filled with people, even our own community? You know, where are the principals who profess to be Christians who dig their heels in and say, no, I'm going to pray this morning over the loudspeaker? 
And can you imagine if just take one county, Knox County, Bible Belt, Tennessee, right? Uh, if every school principal said, you know what? Um, we're we've got a we got a church on every street corner. We believe in the Word of God. We don't want to hurt the feelings of anybody, but this is what our people want to do. We want to pray. If you don't want to pray, you don't have to pray along with us. We're not going to mistreat you. And if any right. child, if any child or student is found mistreating you, we will bring the wrath of God down on. Yeah, them. we're going to. But here's that. what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Yeah. Now, if every school, what are they going to do? But we don't have the courage of our conviction to do that. Um, you know, for that kind of thing, we're way past the point of time to do that. Um, we have allowed ourselves to be backed into a corner. Uh, and, and we have said, you know what, peace at I think a phrase you used at some point in our conversation, peace at any cost. Yeah. You know, uh, you cannot sacrifice truth on the altar of cooperation. Uh, you just can't do that. And that's what we've done. We've, we've slain it. We've dimmed it down so that we could. And, and, and we have a movement today. Again, they would remove God from everything. Uh, they would take God completely off the books. And, that's, and it's coming from one direction. You know, it's not coming from two directions. It's coming from one direction. And they would totally remove God from the public sphere. Uh, and because they do that, and because the Bible's been thrown out, okay, do we have issues of racism, sexism, ageism, all the isms? Sure we do. Do you know why? Because we don't come at it from a biblical perspective. We come at it from a secular humanist perspective um, and, and, and the brokenness of man perspective. And so we suffer. So, yeah, dig in. I mean, we should dig in now. We should fight. We should stand. We should march. We should preach. Uh, all those things. Agreed, my friend. Agreed. What else? You got anything else? <laughs> um, uh, it just depends on how far I want to go or how far we want to go. Um, you know, where we are in our country now and what we face when it comes to government, and again, you know, obviously trying to be sensitive and have the truth be what's on display here rather than creating uh, divisions so that people will not be open to hearing, uh, kind of tried to dance around some things. But the reality is uh, we're looking at polar opposites in government and in our, and in our politics, right? Yeah. Um, Christians never look to government to be their theological compass. We don't look for an elected official to be our theologian in chief. We don't, we don't do that. What we hope for as Christians, though, is we look for those principles that as closely as closely possible align to. align to the Bible and align to the biblical worldview. Uh, so while I don't, why I don't, I would pray and hope for somebody who would uphold that. But, but I understand that that may not be a reality in this world. So I look to say, which side is, is going to most closely uphold the principles? So when I look at one side that is for the killing of innocent human beings in the womb, uh, who is uh, obviously in many cases not willing to stand for lawfulness, pursues the principles of socialism. Socialism, one of its earliest tenets is you have to remove God from the public sphere as long as, because they know this. As long as God, uh, as he's biblically known especially, 
is is present in the public sphere, they have a very hard time taking over power. Uh, and, and for those that would seek to remove God, whose ideas of gender and race and marriage and all those kinds of things are so off kilter, uh, I can't pretend to be unified with that. I don't come to blows. I don't throw hands. I don't act in a violent way. But I have to be clear on what is true. And I can very lovingly say I can never support that. I've had debates with people who are on a different, from a different political uh, tradition than I am. Uh, again, I try to stay away from those things. But, but the heart of it is, is that when you speak to someone and you say, okay, here's the reasons I can't follow this. Here's the reasons I can't follow that. Life, faith, if there's a group that wants to get rid of God out of the public sphere, if they don't protect uh, innocent life, if they don't understand from a biblical perspective uh, gender and marriage and those things, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love them. Yeah, I'm going to be at peace with them, but I cannot be unified with them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and you're right, and that's closer. I just, you know, I agree with you. You said uh, if we're looking for political means to satisfy and to 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 fulfill and that's the answer to all our problems it never has been for the history of the world uh it's always looking to god putting our faith our trust our hope in god and god alone uh, and again aligning ourselves with those that best want to seek those same things um, exactly. And uh, unfortunately, we're living in a time where, uh, particularly here in the U.S., that there are a lot of folks that are want to go an opposite direction of that. Yeah. So when truth is removed, ultimately, it comes, uh, right? What What can the righteous do? Uh, but we can't fall into the trap of just saying, "Okay, I'll be unified with that which is not true." Yeah. Uh, Congress will never pass a law changing the human heart. No. Uh, that's the gospel, and that's what we're unified around. We are one people, citizens of a new kingdom, and and that's it. You know, we And when we begin to live like that, when we begin to fight on that side with the tools that we're given, love, our weapons are <laughs> love, grace, mercy, the gospel. Those are our weapons, not torches, not sticks, not stones, not fists. Uh, and, and the truths that come out of, tr- uh, uh, of the scriptures. And so we go to war. No, I won't unify with you. Yeah, I'm going to fight you tooth and nail in the spiritual realm, not with, not with crassness, not with anger, not with vitriol, but with grace and love and an unyielding stand on the convictions that I have from God. Very good. That sounds like a pretty good spot to cause an, call it a uh, day here on episode two. Uh, anything you want to say in closing? I'm good. Well, have a good Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. <laughs> you know, I probably shouldn't do that. I'm not even sure that this will get uh, published before Thanksgiving. That's, but, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, people people know that. I don't know what I'm going to eat yet. 
I, I want to fry a turkey, but I'm afraid I'll set the whole world on fire. You know, so. I did it once, and I almost did. But we all survived. <laughs> no one had to go to the hospital. So. <laughs> well, I guess there's I guess there's more dangerous things. Yeah. They are awful good, though. I'm going to just go ahead and say, if you haven't done it, they taste mighty fine. Yeah, I saw one wrapped in bacon and baked, though. That oh, might wow. be a little easier for me. <laughs> all right, my friend. Good to see you. Good to hang out with you. Good to talk. And... Uh, We'll see you next time. All right. God bless you, my brother. Dead Men Talking.